hello and welcome back. This is GenTech, Teaching and Learning yeah, yeah, yeah. Generative Technology, Season 3, Episode 1. Today is Monday, September 8th, 2008, and welcome back, guys. Well, what? thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> so, Michael's joining us from a new location now. Yeah. That's, That's right. It. I'm speaking to you from uh, under a tree next to the Harriet Tubman Democratic High School, Albany, New York. And, uh, yeah. Well, remind us, remind us what you're doing there now, now that you're Dr. Well, Kelly. <laughs> As Dr. Kelly, I'm now taking an internship at, the, at an alternative high school um, in Albany. It's a downtown school, and uh, I'll be offering a couple classes, uh, digital <clears throat> storytelling and web publishing, as well as a class in uh, um, traditional and experimental music from around the world, kind of ethnomusicology, instrument-making kind of thing. <clears throat> and otherwise, uh, mentoring and working with the high school students <clears throat> as they pursue their passions. It sound That's like what it's, I'm doing. It sounds like it's right <laughs> up your alley from the conversation we had earlier about it, too. you got to be pretty excited about that. That's great. I am pretty excited, yeah. It's, so, uh, it's a little bit of a culture shock. It's, um, I mean, Albany's not a, a big city, but it's, it's definitely New York East Coast, and it is urban. And uh, you know, I'm used to living in big cities, but usually in developing countries in Southeast Asia, and this is a whole other flavor. Uh, <laughs> this is a whole other flavor. So it's, it's, it's fun though. But I saw via Twitter you got your pad all set up now with some high-speed internet action. Oh. Uh, finally, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. I mean, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty Spartan living. I'm sleeping on my thermo rest. And then... <laughs> that, was, that, of course, was the first thing we did when we moved to is the Comcast guys were out there at 8 the next day. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a great, I don't know if you guys read XKCD, the webcomic, very geeky webcomic, but there's a there was a comic strip a couple of weeks ago where it was it showed nerds moving into a new apartment, and they already had the Pringles Wi-Fi can out, you know, <laughs> trying to get it ready. So, Well, that's great. I'm yeah, glad well, that you're getting settled yeah. in, man. Well, Mark, how are you? Good, man. Good. Nothing, uh, nothing much new on my end. I just uh, started off the semester last week, so um, yeah, just enjoying working with the uh, working with the students again. Trying to get out into some schools and you know keeping it real. You've, you've taught all. Now you've taught all the classes that you'll be teaching this semester already. You've got at least one yes. meeting down of each. Yep. Okay. Yep. Just uh, basically elementary and secondary ed students um, in master's programs, just uh, for their initial teaching certification. So. Nice. Ah, yeah, we did a uh, presentation on presentations today. So. Oh, wow, a meta presentation. Oh, yeah. So how does wow. one do this? Tell me about this. Well, I started out, and Steve, you'll, uh, you'll laugh when I say this. I started <laughs> off totally straight-faced with the world's worst PowerPoint. <laughs> Good was, for I just uh, took a drink right then, of course. It was uh, it was entitled um, Feel the Power with PowerPoint. <laughs> Please tell which me. Which is where I try to you know uh, do all the uh, the eye candy animation you know stuff that you can possibly Ooh. do. Please. As, as all the bells and whistles. All the bells Lots and whistles. Oh, you know it. Lots of uh, gaudy colors, everything you can imagine. Video for no reason. And, please email uh, that to me. Oh, I will. I will. We should post that up in the show notes. And please tell me the snake's slide was in there. Well, you know, I did a, a, a variation on the snake slide. Steve and, I, Steve and I did the version one of this about, about eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. And we did uh, once. It was all about snakes was the presentation. And, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff. 
So I'll try to find that one too. I think I actually still have that one. So we'll post them both oh, on the Please, show please, if you can find them, send them. We'll put them up there. That would be great. But this group was savvy. They uh, they picked up on it with you know two slides in. I think where in the past I've gone through probably three quarters of them, and I don't see anybody reacting. And I'm thinking this is a real problem. So yeah. people are becoming more savvy now with presentations. So, so that was a good thing. Which is good. Now, eventually, my goal would be eventually to get people just not using it. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, you know, I had a, a, a reawakening this summer, oh, yeah? um, and I want to. We'll do a, we'll do an episode on this at some point. But I picked up the uh, two books, uh, Presentation Zen. Look, I, you know what? That's a fantastic book. Oh, it's fantastic! Great companion website with totally rethinking presentations, and then another book, uh, Made to Stick, mm-hmm. which is a uh, book that kind of takes some of the ideas from the tipping point mm-hmm. about how you. Uh, but the whole purpose of the book is to how you get your ideas to stick. Oh, you nice. know? And in educational terms, it's like how do you how do you make sure the kids take away what you want them to take away from a presentation? So, so that's kind of how I, I merged those two ideas. And, and so I'm kind of uh, reinvigorated with PowerPoint. So what's so, the idea somehow between a combination of just, I mean, I guess the aesthetics have something to do with it, but somehow making it, you know, an attractive and I mean, inviting presentation. That's not just your standard bullet point fair. Is that kind of the thinking here or? Well, yeah, I think there it's a few ideas, you know, and we'll go into this okay. in more detail, but just this idea of, um, I mean, the first thing is just, you know, kind of identifying your core message and figuring out what are the, you know, the techniques that you can help get that core message across. Okay. You know, planning analog, you know, not planning with PowerPoint, right, using right. blank templates as opposed to the, you know, to the uh, pre-formatted slides, you know, designs and things like that. Um, and, yeah, and certainly aesthetics part of it. But, you know, how do you, you know, it's, it really takes the discussion to completely away from PowerPoint. But it's like, how do you sell your ideas? How do you, you know... Uh, you know, most of which is done, you know, outside the tool. Most of the things you can do just by formatting text and background colors and inserting images. I think you, you just know, volunteered so for a cool. future show here, Mark. Yeah, definitely. I added that actually to the wiki. So, uh, so that's one of the things that I uh, just kind of piqued my interest this summer. So that's that's, uh, that's been my new thing. So Your first draft of your message is always, I am awesome, isn't it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Well, that's the core message I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of how awesome I am. <laughs> my own awesomeness gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> You know, sometimes yeah. when I feel sad, I just stop being sad and be awesome instead. <laughs> <laughs> awesome is because I hope you're going to bring that up later in the picks, Steve. Don't you worry about the awesome. Okay, it'll, it'll always wind its way. In. <laughs> so that said, welcome back to GenTech, I guess, you and, and all of the, the folks who are listening to us. I hope everybody had a good summer. I think I did. It was busy, and I know you guys were too. It's not like you get the summer off, but uh, it's nice to kind of be back in the swing of this and have a regular recording time and, and start moving forward with the show. Definitely. Thank you. So what we thought we'd do today is just to kind of go through a few of our newest finds. This will be some some education-based stuff, but some of this is just going to be fun. Some of the new tools that we did uh, did discover over the summer that were particularly fun, whether they're software or websites. Just spend a couple of minutes on those, maybe by way of a fun introduction to a, you know, a new academic year, give you something to play around with, and hopefully volunteer some of your own choices for things that, that are worth sharing, kind of picks of the week, I guess. And then spend a few minutes talking about the next show and, and the next few shows to come, and we'll, we'll make a break of it then. Um, Sounds good. Anybody got some picks they want to start with? Maybe we'll do some, some uh, software sites or software uh, applications first. I've got a couple I can, well, I can throw in, but, but Michael, since you're the newly, newly minted PhD among us, um, throw in. <laughs> Your stuff must be. Well, the, what, and the most here suit. Um, and the most. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about trimming it. Uh, really? Oh, come on. 
Michael has this great beard. voluminous beard voluminous. of which we are speaking. So you can't trim it, Michael. Come on. No, no. no I know. I just thought I'd throw that for shock effect. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, I uh, one uh, site that's kind of it's, it's nothing new really, but it's uh, it's kind of I've tapped into it a little bit is, is Jump Cut um, for uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. web based yeah. web based uh, video editing. It's um, you know, I looked at it when it first came out, and then I kind of, okay, that's cool, but didn't really, I got caught up in uh, writing big papers and things. And, but uh, over the summer and recently, I've had occasion to kind of, because I'm going to be doing digital storytelling and whatnot, I've been checking out some of the tools that are out there and have been developed over over you know, the last year or so. And, and Jump Cut, really, uh, it's pretty slick, actually. And I, 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 I'm getting to like it. It kind of has that click, you know. Um, basically, if you upload uh, images and, and video clips, and you can you know, mash them up or, or do some basic editing um, right there online and um, get it published. And it's uh, it works. So that's kind of one thing that's... Is, there a, is there a feature where you can export a file back out, or does it just live on the web once you're done? Um, you know, it lives on the web, and I I can't say with certainty. I believe there is um, where you can, you can spit a file back out. Um, I'm not certain, though. Cool. Uh, but uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I like that's that when you're question. able to export a file, you know, so you can kind of archive it. Because yeah, I know I've, right. I've created some stuff that, uh, that, you know, because I haven't logged back in, you know, after a few, you know, after a period of time, some of these projects have kind of disappeared and whatnot. So you got to kind of right. be on top of that. So it's nice to be able to archive them when you're, you know, when you're able to. Yeah, it is. And I think also sometimes it just makes it easier to share or transport those files around. And, if, you know, if, you're, if you want to demonstrate something at a place that doesn't have Internet access or – uh, right. And I guess there are workarounds. I mean, I know there are Firefox plugins that let you download embedded video from sites, so you could always you could always download the FLV, right? Right. And then, then yeah, yeah, and, that's, and that and I'm so used to doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even you know I didn't even really. Well, and then you, what do you but, do? Uh, then you use Visual Hub, I guess, to convert it. Yeah, exactly. So you know, between the, the Visual Hub and the and just downloading it, I you know you. you you have all the tools, but I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'll have to check, Steve. Okay, well, I was just you curious. Know, I yeah, well, since we're doing websites, I'll, I'll throw one out there, and this is a little plug to a former student um, who was in the same program that we were. But this past summer, I've been catching up with Jeff Nugent's blog. I don't know if you guys huh? have been reading his stuff. Huh, yeah. um, I just no. posted on that last night. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> But um, I hadn't really, I mean, no no offense to Jeff, but I hadn't really been aware that he had been writing a blog until he, he posted a tweet about a newish post that he'd put up there recently. And I went over there, and there's a, a lot of nice information there. The The address for it is techne, T-E-C-H-N-E, dot edublogs.org. And Jeff doesn't post frequently, but all of the posts that he has up there are very, very thoughtful and thought-provoking. And I would much rather see that on a blog than a daily post uh, yeah, that yeah, just yeah. that just doesn't give you much to think about. Jeff's a very deep thinker, and I think, and, and to, to speak with him, you always get that sense that he, everything he's saying has come from a process that that right. you know he's he's gone through to arrive at it, and the, and the blog really reads that way too. So he posts he posts a range of things from his thoughts about tools like Twitter to to um, you know education. Yep. And um, I'd, I'd throw that out there as a great little read to add to Google Reader. It won't clutter your subscriptions. You'll get maybe one new post every week, two weeks, three weeks from Jeff. But it's always sure. a good read. So that, that's a site that I've actually enjoyed. And because it was new to me, I had a backlog of posts that I could catch up with, which was really nice, too. Yeah, that yeah I'll, cool. I'll, I'll definitely second that. Like I said, I just happened uh, mark this as a Twitter plug. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, Heather Tilburg had a post about something that kind of, by a couple clicks, led me to that, led me to Jeff's blog, and I, I'd seen it before, but I, I clicked around and saw a, a real thoughtful post on on, on blogging, actually, mm-hmm. and requiring students and the question of um, sort of, you know, forming their their or influencing their digital footprint, as it were, out there, and like, you know, as you said, very reflective and, and thoughtful about, you know, can we feel good about ourselves and asking and making students do that and, and just kind of raising some, some interesting questions anyway. I've been trying to get eyes. Jeff to be on this show for the better part of a year, and he just never seems to, the schedules never seem to work out, but I'd really like to try to get him on at least for a couple of shows over the next few months and talk about the work yeah, that he well, does in Richmond. Neat yeah, guy. Definitely. He's such a neat guy, too, just in addition to being supremely talented at what he does. He's, he's a fun guy to talk to. Thanks. Great idea. I just, just added that to my Net Vibes page, which is just I brought up several times on this show, but Net Vibes is just phenomenal for kind of keeping up on things and just keeping keeping people's blogs in your peripheral vision, you know, to see what's posted. Talk, actually, so while we're on this, Mark, talk a little bit more about it because I'm, you know, as much as like Twitter's never really clicked with you, Net Vibes isn't clicking huh. on me. Like, yeah, that's what, interesting. What, tell me a little bit about what it is that you really like about it. Well, you know, I like I like having the start page and being able to, um, you know, kind of put everything up at the glance. You can have different tabs, but I tend to just use the main tab. But I've got a list of my the links that I use the most that are kind of right there. I've got my Gmail inbox, you know, shows up there. It's just kind of everything in one place. Okay. I like that, you know, that kind of element. I can scroll down the page. I basically have like a, a double long page, at least on my monitor. So, you know, just with a quick scroll, I can keep an eye on maybe like 20 blogs. Nice. That, you know, I'm just checking. Mm-hmm. And I just find that it just it just works for me just because it's simple. It's just, it's you know, I set that as my homepage for, in my web browsers. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly fiddling with it. I'll delete some, add others. You know, I just added Jeff's in. It takes, you know, 10 seconds to add a new feed. Sure. I don't know. It just works for me. I guess it's kind of nice because, I mean, I, I tend to use Google Reader for keeping up with the blog stuff, but it looks, it, you know, NetVibes has always looked to offer a lot more than that from, I don't know how many of these yeah. you use, but weather, to-do lists, um, you know, fl- right. Flickr photo feeds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've got a Flickr photo going. Yep, exactly. Uh, but I do like that you can create a public page that can be shared with people without having to log in. So I suppose you could use that. I guess you could use that in a lot of different ways. You could feature content for classes you'd like them to keep up with particular blogs or have your own feed there and just give them a single URL to go to. Right. Uh, that's kind of neat. Well, that was actually going to be one of my summer to-dos for my courses to set up. A, you know, I didn't do it yet, but hopefully, you know, the semester's still young. But, yeah, that's I like that. But I like the ability to kind of keep them public or private or, you know, whatever. So it's well, nice. I just have to, to give it another shot here. You use it primarily for what, blog? Blog yeah, mostly for – I mean, I've got the other stuff there too, but it's mostly to keep up with the blogs. Okay. Just a, it's a vis- you know, I think what it is too for me, I just visually like it. Sure. I like the way it's set up. I like the, the look to it. You know, because I – you know, we've talked about that on the show I think before. It's like so much of – the aesthetic is really important. It does. I think. It matters. And, you know, it's like it's what, – what do you like, you know? And do you, do you want to see the last six entries? Do you want to see, you know, just two? You know what? You can – it's very customizable and, and getting to kind of set up and look how you want. So. Sure. I don't know. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, there have it. <laughs> so there's a couple of websites. I'll throw I'll throw one more out there that's totally unrelated to education. But the, I tell you, I've, I've used this site 
um, and an iPhone app that does the same thing more this past summer than I have in a long, long time. We just we just moved, just moved houses, and as always involved in doing that, you've got to reroute all of your bills and your utilities and your, Ugh. you know, all of that stuff. And and six times out of ten, I'd say it involves not being able to do something online or running into a problem and having to make a phone call to someone. And as you know, you know you you press one if you want to get. There's there's a website called Get Human. Um, getuhuman.com. And when you go uh-huh. there, you type in the name of a company, and it tells you exactly what to press on your phone to immediately be connected to a human being. No way. Um, there's an iPhone Really? App. Even something like... Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, so like you type in Comcast, and in that case, I think it's literally you just keep pressing zero. But if you were to call, you know, pick, I don't know, whatever, pick a company, it would say something like pound, pound, three, two, pound, eight, oh, five. Just hit those oh, in Oh, wow. And it skips Even something real. like as, as crazy as like the immigration or the well, you know, so, INS or something. So, yeah, well, I, th- I mean, there's so much that's in the database already. And what's really neat is if you, if you want to add something, you can. So oh, you, you can cool. say, look, I looked up, you know, uh, I looked up INS and I couldn't get through, or I, let's make it more specific. Like the INS service is local to, you know, Ithaca. Um, I couldn't get through. Here is what you have to do. And then you've contributed to this database that the next person uh, can use. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and on, on the iPhone or iPod touch mark, there's one called, um, uh, crap dial zero. It's called dial zero. And it's a free little app that does the same thing. Huh. And what's really slick oh, about sweet. it is from that app. Um, on the phone, at least you can. You oh, can just uh, just hook you right up. That's cool. But uh, it's great. Well, I remember. I love Amazon. I, I buy stuff from Amazon, you know, like crazy. But it's just so frustrating to try to find a human to talk to if you have some kind of question or problem. Yep. Where that would be the perfect thing. And it's like all those little, you know, it's not necessarily directly educational related, but it's like all those little time savers. Well, and oh, this, I to focus on what you yep. want to focus on, you know? So I just looked up Amazon, and it gives you a special phone number that you call, and it says just don't press or say anything. Basically, leave it on speakerphone for a few minutes, and you'll get connected to him. It's oh, great. that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So that oh, would be a that second. That is cool. Get, get Human? Get Human, yeah. GetHuman.com. I think there are others um, that do the same thing. Um, but that's the one that I've been using. The site itself, honestly, is not very attractive. But if you if you look in the middle of the website, there's a blue bar that says search for companies. You can click full uh-huh. list if you want, but this, there's a, just a search field. And if you just type the name of the company, it'll, it'll pop right up there. Oh, that's cool. So just a useful little tool. Save some time and money. Or at least some time. Yeah, that's good. Good tip. Any other sites you guys have been using? No I sites. Got, yeah, I got more. I was thinking more in terms of tools and well, stuff. Well, let's switch over there then. All right. Go for it, Mark. Well, I had a theme. It was uh, old school 2.0, I think. Old school 2.0. Just three things that are tools that have been around, you know, for you know several years that I sort of have revisited, and they've changed, you know. And all of a sudden, they're so much more useful and valuable. Um, you know, one was I sort of talked a little bit about in terms of PowerPoint, just kind of taking a new look at that about how I use it. Mm-hmm. But really, the two things that really hit home with me were the we bought a, a set of flip video cameras to, oh, yeah. to you know, tap, and it's like you know I can remember even five years ago, yep. you know, students taking video, yep. figuring out how to transfer it to your computer to edit it to get it ready to post. You know, I mean, all those hurdles yep. that you know that it's like you know it's not amazing quality video, but for ninety nine percent of what you want to do in a classroom, yeah. it's like are you right. kidding me? You know, this is. 
all of a sudden it just makes those kind of projects doable in a 30 minute class session. I love the flip camera that I've got. And Michael, there's a thank you card in the mail for you, but Michael as a, as a kind present sent me some accessories for the flip camera this summer too, <laughs> um, including a little tripod and just a really neat little mount for it. And I'm with you, Mark. I mean, the ease of capture is great because there's not capture. Um, you just drag a file over. Exactly. Right. Just plug it into a USB port. You know, so for when the, you, yeah, I mean, in time was, you'd capture, well, that's what I mean. Time was, you'd capture an hour of video and you'd have to wait an hour for it to become part of your, you know, your computer. Right. Uh, right. You just drag a file now. Yep. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. you don't have to mess with cords, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it couldn't be simpler. Did you get yours finally there, Michael? No, well, you know, I haven't, but I, I was, in fact, I was just, I'm, I was looking at them yesterday and oh, I'm going to go for a, you know, the bigger one, I think. I, I'm telling you, I recommend Mino or Nino? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been oh, just, the Mino, the Mino looks neat. I got the Ultra, but the, the other, the newish one looks fairly cool, too. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been wanting to get one since, since you got yours. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and it's been, uh, you know, just uh, wait until I kind of get some money in my jeans, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. But, you know, this, this digital storytelling stuff coming up, I'm going to need some, need some more equipment around here. You bet. So it'll be perfect. Yeah. Well, Mark, why don't you continue with old school 2.0 while you're on it? Well, I mean, that was sort of the second thing, the PowerPoint and then flip and then uh, document camera. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like a document camera seems like the most sort of blasé kind of tool. But the the schools around here, they started buying them like for all the, you know, the classrooms and stuff. And there's a they, – they bought a Samsung version of the Elmo, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I can't remember the model or anything. But basically the, the one bit of functionality that's really cool, it has great – you know, it's much easier to use. The zoom is easier and all that. But the coolest part about it is there's a button you press to record and oh, it records, nice. uh, opens up Movie Maker nice. and records your yeah. video stream right into Movie Maker. And so when you're done, you know, it stops that import process and you've got Movie Maker up. You can, of course, edit it right then if you want. You just save it as sure. a project, export it right then. But it just makes that seamless, you know, capture and editing just automatic. That's and so, I mean, that's cool, you know, the, the sort of the functionality. But the amazing thing that I think the thing that sort of first got me going is the teachers are so clever with the way they use this document camera. You know, they that could be a whole show in and of itself, just with sort of appropriating a tool and using it in all different manners of ways. It's so flexible. So it's like all of a sudden I'm jazzed about a document camera. You know, I never would have thought, you know, that that would have been something. And even, you know, like to capture class presentations, they just flip the uh, the camera up. Oh, neat. And, you know, project it forward. You know, it's, I mean, it's like a, a gazillion uses for this, you know, really simple wow. kind of, you know, uh, it's the kind of tool that could be ubiquitous, you know. Sure. And they're really coming down in price now, too. Yeah. You know, this one's kind of pricey. I think this is six or seven hundred bucks. But it, I think it's because of all these interface, you know, uh, you know, capabilities. And so, of course, you could go cheaper. But but I thought, you know, what a great versatile tool for classrooms, you know, to be used in all different kinds of ways. And I love the ability to, to capture the footage and, you know, and archive it or, you know, whatever. Nice. So, yeah. So that's I've, that's been kind of my mode thinking about, like, you know, what are some things that we that have been around a long time but have been improved or people have been sort of uh-huh. doing new things with? And so that's been kind of my mode that I've been thinking of this year. I just wrote down Old School 2.0 as a show title, I think. Yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> that's, a great show. that's funny. What do you got there, Dr. Kelly? Um, well, tools, no, I can say uh, over the summer with conviction that uh, <laughs> Sweet Deck has clicked. I got that thing Tweet open, deck. use it all the time. Tweet deck's Tweet pretty deck. slick. For those, for those Twitterers, 
Sorry, Mark. <laughs> how, would you, how would you explain it, basically? It's a wide, it's sort of a whitish screen, multi-column. Um... Multi-column. Yeah, when I, I for me, I, I use it, I, I um, it's just for the groupings. I can yeah, that's pull, fantastic. I can group people in different groups. Um, and so it's, it's much easier to see, like, my IT friends, when they post, it pops up in a separate column, and I have a couple personal friends, you know, and that, that immediately pops up, and so... You know, that just don't get lost because usually I, I, you know, also have Twitterific open because that for the notifications are a little, little, you see it differently. But, you know, a lot of times you don't, um, you know, things get lost in the shuffle. But this, the tweet deck, it holds them, saves them, and you can see them for, you know, a couple of days and you can sort them and you can search them. And, so, um, I mean, just, just uh, sort of by way of intro, I guess, instead, it replaces a list view of all of your Twitter contacts with a series of right. lists, and you can determine which of your Twitter contacts goes into each of the lists. So like you said, you can create one that's called, you know, IT friends, and you drag two or three people into that one, or you create a larger one that's what, right. um, uh, you know, geographically and as, close. And then it, exactly, exactly. And so, and you can ha- you can also have it display all, you know, all your Twitter friends, and or, you know, or just or however you want to look at it. Sure. Um, and it also has a separate column for when somebody replies to you, it pulls it out separately, and you can see that, or, or a direct message. So it's just, uh, you know, just, it just makes it that much more, uh, what was the word, kind of behind the scenes, but, yeah. but, at, the, but at the same time, elevating it to more uh, accessible, you know, I don't know, nice. I like it, it's open. Sweet <laughs> deck. Yeah. Well, that's one of my New Year's resolutions here for the new academic year is to, to make an effort with Twitter. So here's what I'm thinking. If you guys send me two or three people that you each like to follow, because okay. I think for okay. me it's going to start with following, yep. you know, because I'm just naturally right, following, right, right. you know. So, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that. And, that, and so, uh, Michael, is that something that's Mac PC? That's, is it web-based? Or? It's, um, isn't it Adobe Air? Is it what? It's Adobe Air, right? Yeah, it's Adobe Air. Which so it is, runs on so both. So it's a Mac baby. No, no, oh, okay, it runs cool. both. Adobe Air runs both. All right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Air is just Mark. Um, Air is Adobe's new uh, integrated runtime app that it, it it's cross-platform. Okay, cool. But that's TweetDeck. I mean, you could start off just if you wanted to start with something simpler, um, just use like Twitterific on a Mac or um, I don't remember what's a, what's a good PC one. TweetDeck. Well, so. Okay, so try Twitterific. And then if that yeah, jives yeah. for you and you get more people, I'd say, wouldn't you, Michael, wouldn't you say then jump into TweetDeck? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would. I, I have to say I use I keep them both running Yeah. because the notification of the, the Twitterific, whatever, because, you know, you have different spaces sure. on Leopard. And so the Twitterific will pop open anywhere, right. and it has the notification, and it actually shows you the, the post, whereas right. the TweetDeck just says there's a new post in all you know, whatever category. So if you actually want to read it, you got to go. As, an, as a dorky aside, if you combine Twitterific with Growl, you've got a great little yeah. tool there. I use Growl too. <laughs> that just sounded so geeky. I, yeah, I know. But growl, growl is one of those things that's so impossible. Growl hard. is cool. It's, it's cool as hell. It's just so impossibly hard to describe and convince someone that they need it. It's just once it's been running for a month, I, I couldn't live without it. Right, right. Growl Mark just posts these little tiny sort of 
fade-in, fade-out windows on your monitor somewhere when different things have happened on your system. It could be a new mail message. It could be a new tweet has been posted. Um, it could be a contact. Download is completed. Yeah, download completed. Okay. It could be a contact is signed in in Skype. Uh, it could be it's now time for that 10 o'clock meeting. Just these little subtle sort of messages that come in and come out. It Growl knows your whole system. It knows all of the applications that run on it, and you can set different notifications to be put up. And It's great. Huh. Um, Anyways, cool. so I'd actually Growl would be a great pick for OS X users. Cool. All right, yeah, I'll throw yeah, a couple yeah. out there, and then yeah, we, we can within, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, do that, and then I'll report back at the next show. Yeah. This will be an ongoing experiment, and you guys will all live vicariously <laughs> through experiencing <laughs> well, Twitter for the first time. There you well, go. this has been a long time a going experiment yeah. that's been in the making for how long well, now? Well, <laughs> well, look at, I'll actually follow through. <laughs> if you look at Mark's tweet i think right now as of april 2007 he's keeping it real <laughs> that's right well that's the thing things haven't changed you know that's just because again you're awesome well, it's all, nice. all right, I'll, 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 I'll throw out two quick software picks and maybe we can wrap it up. Um, just for okay. grins one that i have fallen in love with this past summer is called ScreenFlow. And if you've uh, ever needed something that can do screencasting on, on a Mac, it's ScreenFlow is what you want. It, it okay. does everything you could expect it to do. It captures what's happening on the screen, including cursor movements. But it, it, can also ca it also captures your, your voice via microphone. It can also capture video of you as you talk through your EyeSight camera. And then when it's time to sit and edit, the editing space allows you to show you on the ice you know on the video that you've created as a, as a picture in picture you can move that around you can get rid of it entirely you can change things around in the screen that you've captured you can for example make the cursor larger or smaller you can have a little sonar type ping effect to show you when something has been clicked or add a click sound to it you can show individual characters that have been typed out on the screen um, you can also zoom in and out to different regions of the space and I, it, it must do a vector capture of the screen because as you zoom in it doesn't really get fuzzy Wow. Um, oh, wow. And, and it's just such an easy application to get in and use. I think they have a 30-day trial up there. It's fully functional. It may watermark output. But just to get a sense of what's involved in doing it, go ahead and capture this. I mean, download it and try it out. Capture something and then watch the editing space. To zoom in, it's as easy as adding, uh, you know, clicking a button that says Add Video Action. It'll then add a wow. little space on the timeline that represents the duration of the zoom in. And all you have to do is drag that space represented by a yellow bar one way or the other to make it longer or shorter and then change the zoom that you want and focus it in and it just does some phenomenally good screencasting and it's really really cheap i can't remember the price but it's it's really okay. cheap so ScreenFlow is one that i'd throw out there and the other one that's been fun for me this summer is i stop motion um, yeah uh -huh. have you guys seen yeah, this yeah yeah, little time lapse yeah, yeah. thing. Version 2.0 just came out. It's a lot. It's a lot more powerful than the first one. But uh, I don't know. I, dro I dropped the 99 bucks on it just out of my my personal money just to have something to play with. It's been a lot of fun. It does time lapse. It's uh, it sort of takes the place of that Gawker program we've been using for. Oh, I was trying to remember the name of that the other day. I couldn't remember to save my life. Well, it got all crashy on me after a while. So yeah, it was, was kind of clunky. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it really started to just crash all the time. So now when I'm doing little stop motion stuff, I can use uh, I can use I stop motion. So I, cool. I throw well, those I stop motion. Yeah, that was I stop motion will do the same, well, same thing because I it, I remember no. it was because I had it both I had it too the the earlier version it won't and yeah it won't grab it won't, the it screen it won't grab right. the screen like we had been doing but it'll it'll you know it does time lapse or stop motion photography or timed shots 
Um, it just won't grab your monitor as an input, unfortunately. Although, I guess if you, you know, actually, if you were to run Cam Twist, you could select that as an input. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it would work. Anyways. It's interesting because I, yeah, because I like, I did a couple of those those time lapse uh, little things with the with the version and <clears throat> I had fun with it. But I didn't, I didn't have any, I haven't had any problem with Gawker, but I then again haven't really done anything recently. And I don't know what it was. I, I don't know if it was after I'd uploaded uh, or upgraded to Leopard or, or just switched computers, but it just kept crashing on me after a little while. So, I mean, it's free. Mm-hmm. I can't really complain. Right. Anyways, really quickly, let's uh, let's talk for a few seconds about the next few shows that we've got coming up, and then we can we can call this one a wrap. Um, but as we talked about at the end of the last season, what we're going to be doing this year uh, is to take a, a slightly different, I think, tack on how Gentex run. We'll still be talking about educational applications, software, websites, but I think what we wanted to do this year, and correct me if I'm misrepresenting this, is to bring in a few more voices and to let a few more people run some of the shows, um, especially as we feature projects that have been done. I think we want the people who have done the projects to represent them. And so our next few shows will involve Tina Coffey, who will be talking about a project that she and other instructional technology resource teachers across Virginia have done. Uh, and this project has been about the regions of Virginia. So they have a, they have a wiki page posted, and each of them has taken a different region of this, this great commonwealth and, and, and presented about it, and they've gotten their students involved in it. So there's going to be a series of shows about that. We're going to bring in Steve Katz to talk about teaching with video. And I think we're also, each of us will pick a few areas of interest of our own and, and do some, uh, you know, some brief shows about those things and just try to mix it up a little bit, get some different voices in here and have a really full season as far as a variety of topics as well as a variety of people to talk about them. Sounds yeah, good. man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I really am. I think this is going to be yeah. a good season for the Gen Tech boys. The third one already, if you can believe it. Gosh, one season one going to come out on DVD. That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, you know, they're dealing with all of those issues with rights, I think. And yeah, I've, I've heard that the talent has big egos. So I'm holding out for a signing bonus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I've always wanted a career where I got a signing bonus. That'd be good. Well, yeah, we first, can do that. First, I got, I got to learn to write my own name to do. Well, there is that consistently too. But uh, uh, you know, as soon as it's out on DVD, I think we'll have a wrap party or whatever it is that. <laughs> uh, but in the meanwhile, we'll keep coming every couple of weeks via this website. And uh, again, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, pick us up in Google Reader, however you want to listen. But please keep uh, you know keep some comments and some feedback coming back too. That's right. Absolutely. And also, Steve, we should also mention that uh, since we're kind of taking this little new approach, if folks have some ideas or, yeah. or something for a show, please do um, offer it up and, um, you know, take charge and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll bring it on and, and incorporate. We're trying to distribute <clears throat> and diffuse a little bit of the ownership of this of this show. Yeah. And uh, so it's a, definitely an open invitation for folks to to not only just sort of ask questions and good feedback but to kind of you know initiate something that uh will become an integral part of the show that's it exactly that's it exactly sounds great all right fellas sounds good guys we'll call this one a wrap talk to you soon yeah with (laughs) topics bye